How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Show served up hot and fresh here on the fans. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, as we broadcast live from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios. David Bakhtiari uh, will be joining us here momentarily. Uh, do not forget uh, that coming up tomorrow morning, you can always listen to the Art Winkler pregame show with Ryan Horvath from 5 until 6 o'clock. Uh, Ryan Gary was off on Monday. Gary was good. Yeah, Ryan was off this morning, but he'll be back tomorrow morning from five until six. Bart Winkler show that's who Gary is with day after Packer games at seven a.m. Gary did have an open, I believe, uh, yeah. when he joined the Bart show. Did that work out yeah. okay for you? Yeah, I want to thank all you guys uh, who put that together and made that happen. That would be man, Ryan Horvat and McD yeah. got that all put yeah, together. Yeah, you, yeah, all you guys. Well, you were in on the emails too, Steve. Don't don't act like you ain't doing that. Facilitated you yeah. don't well, let go by to having that building that didn't happen. Yeah. Now. Facilitated. So I want to thank all the folks who actually got that thing together and did it. That open was just just dynamite, man. I felt like a million dollars when I got on. I wanted to talk all day long, but that show weird, man. That 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 part that dude weird, man. He's a little different, yeah. Uh, Bart Winkler uh, weekday mornings from six until ten, and then we have the Bill Michaels show. Uh, from ten until two uh, here on the fan. Speaking of being all week, right? Yeah. Speaking of the Bill That's Michaels show, uh, Rami Makloff, uh, former co-host here on the Wendy's Big Show, <laughs> he's filling guy. in, uh, doing the show for Bill for the rest of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, oh, that's right. So Rami's in, so we'll get to hear all about Allen Robinson and the Bears uh, and that whole situation. One would imagine mm-hmm. him being uh, the Bears mm-hmm. fan that he is. Uh, so, yeah, so Rami filling in for Bill uh, coming up uh, rest of the week, 10 until 2. Uh, looking forward to hearing uh, Rami back on the air uh, at this point. You know, when we talk about this offensive line uh, with the Green Bay Packers, and I, I was thinking about this uh, earlier. I was looking at, and you're going to make fun of me, and I'm okay with it, uh, looking at 2021 mock drafts already, uh, kind of just seeing players that they're projecting in the way, way, way too early category. Mm-hmm. Man, there seems to be quite a few offensive linemen uh, that are going to be in the first round of this draft, providing everybody's healthy and all that stuff. I mean, you've got 
a few tackles that are going to be in there. You got a guard or two that are going to be in there. I mean, they could be in a situation, guys, where wherever they pick in the first round, they they could end up taking a guard maybe in the first round and replacing Jenkins at left guard and then sliding Jenkins out to right tackle uh, and fixing that right tackle problem going into next season, Gary, and, and not taking a wide receiver again in the first round or not taking a linebacker in the first round. Steve, we only played one game this year. You talking about drafting the offensive line? And you know I love the draft, uh, man. That's just wait, my th- I love the draft, man. Your boy, man. I do. I love the draft. Why are you? That's your friend. Even, man. Y'all man, been doing the show. Boy, if they take an offensive line in the first round next year, these folks going to go lose their natural dog on mine. I don't think so. Not if it oh, means yeah. not if it means Jenkins gets to go to right tackle, and you don't got to worry mm. about right tackle no, anymore. These people looking for another receiver next year for sure. You, you don't get a receiver in the first round next year; they're gonna lose that. Well, the other the other thing about this is I'm too is right you now. essentially just drafted three offensive linemen, and like Gary pointed out, Leroy Runyon looked good uh, when he came in in spot duty. Well, what two of them made? Yeah. One of them got cut though, didn't it? I think didn't it. Yeah, I don't know, but Runyon looked good in that yeah, game. Runyon looked good. I yeah, think Runyon yeah, can feel it. I think yeah, he'll be okay yeah. there. And, and again, yeah, we're bad. we're talking, uh, we're talking about uh, the guard position. So maybe if they go guard and move Jenkins to right tackle, uh, maybe that would irritate people because they took so many guards. They're not taking a guard in the first round. I would never take a guard in the first round. Yeah, probably more times than not. But they Nelson ended up being pretty good for the Colts, and they took him high, and he's been beastly uh, for the Indianapolis uh, yeah, he was Colts. Projected out of Notre Dame, top five pick. Amazing. Yeah, and he's been a beast at guard. So, again, I mean, the other opportunity would be tackle, and you just draft your replacement at right tackle because right now they have no depth at that tackle position. None. Well, Wagner's their, their depth. I mean, I mean, he's the guy. Put him out there. He did okay. I mean, that's why I like the new rule. They have eight guys. I mean, they, they got they got to probably get some guys on um, practice squad at some point and who knows they may sign somebody that knows the offense just a journeyman type but they just need to get five going but if you get I don't know anybody else I haven't looked at the injury roster for every team but I don't know many teams can lose two starting tackles still win and still win and don't give up any sacks I mean that, that is truly amazing and with the hard count I mean it's bad enough knowing who to block but they could have put Ryan in if something happened. He would have had to go to right tackle. You know, these guys got to be ready. I got to give Matt LaFleur a lot of credit, man. He was saying this all the way back when he was doing these Zoom means These guys got to be ready to play. Out of every year, you got to be ready to play because you never know what may happen. I mean, All right, with that, David Bakhtiari is on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Let's get to him. Let's talk a little bit about David Bakhtiari, one of the best, if not the best, pass-blocking tackles in all of football. Now it's time to go under the helmet with Green Bay left tackle David Bakhtiari. Tell you what, though, David Bakhtiari had a heck of a first half when Khalil Mack was lined up over him. He got no pressures out of that. All right, the segment we've been waiting for all day long, all offseason long, really, if you think about it. He is the starting left tackle for your Green Bay Packers. David Bakhtiari joins Gary Ellis and Leroy Butler and myself uh, on the Wendy's Big Show. David, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, good to hear from you guys again. Uh, did you not take too like? Did you not like that that video that I tweeted out of you from from uh, your time in college? Is that why you responded with ew? When I tweeted it out, what didn't you like, man? I thought you looked fine as a college player. A lot smaller, but I thought you looked good. 
it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, people say they like hear like their voice, like on like a call or like a video back in the day. Just, I, I just looked at it. I'm like, Oh man, so young. And I was listening. Like I've seen that video before. I'm like hearing the word that I'm saying. I'm like, ew. But you yeah. referenced Brett Favre. That's why I had to put it out. Look, I'm going to be honest. He wasn't even close to that. <laughs> In my perspective, all I've been accustomed to, that was, you know, the gun-slinging gun type of quarterback. I've never, you know, I, I, I had experience up until that point. But, I mean, obviously now, sitting here, is that eight years, nine? No, probably like almost, that's almost a decade later. I'm like, oh, yeah, not even close. To, I mean, I was, it's basically pretty much me playing quarterback. <laughs> That's funny. Jay, if we can, let's play a little catch-up, man. I mean, we haven't talked to you in a while. Your off-season. Any, anything big happen during the off-season, nah, big guy? Nah, no, nothing too big. Just a lot, yeah. lot of time off. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. He missed that opportunity. Right? I mean, well, we just <laughs> keep – we'll, 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 we'll see if we can drive I want to see if I can put the rope on him and just put him in the closer to the water, Leroy, see if he can drink a little bit. Uh, okay. I saw you on a boat somewhere with, you know, with your, you know – with your young lady in that? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> all jokes aside, no. I got a, uh, I got engaged this off season. Hey, congratulations! Um, you know, you talked about the ring. I, I, you know, I took it to heart, and I was like, you know what? You got, you guys were the uh, straw that broke, broke the camel's back for me. So I went out and got a ring, and did what uh, any smart man would do in my situation. Oh, so you absolutely, man. It looked like she was surprised, man. That that was absolutely <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So she did you set did no you set idea. all that up yourself? I wanted it. What's up? Did you set all that up yourself? Um, the idea was uh, I, obviously I helped. I have a big family, so I had my mom and her friends help. You know, make a cake, bring up all the balloons, kind of set up the after party. Don't mind the dog, David. Just sorry. <clears throat> yeah, Gary got like six dogs at his house. Go ahead. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I had my brother kind of help me with the video um, oh, nice. to make after. But, yeah, I mean, and then he also – I told him to bring up the GoPro. But pretty much the idea and everything kind of was just something I came up with as we were going up to my lake house. Did you awesome, talk to man. her Happy dad? For you. Did, you, did you do the old dad first thing? So uh, I did. Full disclosure, her father's not, like, in her life, so I did it with her mother. Oh, Awesome. That's yeah, even so, better. Yeah, yeah awesome. so I had her come by. We actually actually took for her out in uh, California, and I, um, when Frankie was busy, me and uh, her mother, uh, Joanne, we were playing cornhole, actually, was when I was talking to her about it. And I said, keep cool. Don't cry too much. <laughs> she, I mean, she was awesome. She, she took it, you know. She wasn't going to even shed a tear. I just didn't want Frankie noticing because Frankie's pretty – she catches on pretty well to those kind of things. And, uh, you know, she was uh, pretty, you know, stern with me, and I, I liked it. She's been, she's been like that since day one. And, I mean, that's her, that's her only her only kid and uh, her little baby girl. Awesome. Yeah, but how do y'all meet? Because since we can get uh, – since she's in the, uh, the Batiari bubble now, we can ask these questions. How did you guys meet? Do you- um, we, I met her at my alma mater. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So. All right, that was good. Let's get to some football questions. Thank I God. I have about four more okay. about Frankie. No, I can wait till next week. week. <laughs> Just wait till next week, man. All right, all right. Just okay, wait till man. next week. Can we uh, get to interview her? Yeah, we let's gotta interview her. In fine, a sure. Yeah, we can have him on Tuesdays. We'll have her on Thursdays. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> totally fine with that. We ain't got sure. that kind of budget. What no, are you talking about? well, that's true. 
Yeah, David, let's talk about this week uh, in this offense. Uh, Aaron Nagler uh, had put out a tweet of a video of you blocking uh, for Aaron Rodgers and ran the video, and it was eight seconds uh, that you were blocking up until uh, he threw that ball. But I, I, for the most part, I felt like that was a rarity in the game. Uh, and then you go look at the numbers, and it looked like you know him getting rid of the ball was a lot quicker uh, than it was at most points throughout the year last year. Yeah, no, that uh, a lot of how like we played and like the the flow of the game, uh, particularly on offense, really felt like uh, kind of how we used to do it back in the day um, a couple years ago. It, it, it felt pretty fluid how we were able to go in and out of certain plays. Uh, the routes and, and the protections. Um, I mean, I have no problem, you know, critiquing Aaron. Like, he, he looked sharp. He looked decisive. Um, and then, you know, within the certain drives, when you do call pass plays and let the pass rush get a little bit tired and then you start kind of extending them and letting the uh, protection you know, or the coverage break down on the back end as the drive, the, ser- uh, the, the, the more plays add up in the, the series of your current drive. I thought it really uh, helped out, and I think you, it kind of showed. It was kind of more of a vintage Aaron out there. You know, David, and a lot of people were talking about it. I know we heard Tim Boyle talk about it earlier that Roger seemed a little bit more relaxed this year. He seems a little bit more enjoying it, I guess, the process a little bit more than last year. Has he really changed that much to you, this 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 camp, than any other camp that you've seen him? Um, I mean, not a whole lot. I would say the biggest thing is um, he he just seems – overall just happier like whereas before you know he may not really show too many people you know how he's feeling or anything until you kind of get more in a closer circle but i mean most part i mean he's always got a smile on his face he's he's having fun you know being being who he is and i mean maybe i'm just used to him because i've been around for so long that I, i don't notice much uh change from him from years past yeah, uh, I, I got two quick questions. The first, uh, what was your reaction? I, we feel terrible for Lane Taylor, and then you see Patrick go down, then you see a young kid like Runyon come in, and Aaron has these hard counts. The kid never jumped, never wavered. If you could just talk about those quick injuries, how bad you feel for them, and say a little bit of something about Runyon if you have to play him a lot this week. Yeah, you know, uh, particularly with Lane, I mean, you talk about a pro's pro. You talk about a guy who really, you know, loves the game of football and particularly just playing in Green Bay. Uh, It's it's just uh, it it hurts you right at your core. You know, to see a guy, you know, uh, go on IR last year and miss the entire season, work himself back, compete for a starting job, win a starting job, playing good football in training camp, and goes out there and played a really good football game against uh, Minnesota, and then it was, I don't know, the fourth quarter. I mean, we ran about 81 plays, so probably in the high 60s, low 70s of the plays. You know, uh, mm-hmm. he gets hurt. Uh, it's, you, just, you just feel for the guy. But, but I know that, you know, he's going to do exactly what he did on the other injury. He's going to attack it, come yeah. back. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who loves playing football, and he don't show too many emotions, but to see him kind of, that it, it definitely uh you know kind of I felt it to my core and it makes you uh, appreciate your opportunities you have out there and to not take them for granted and then speaking upon Lucas uh yeah I mean that, that's the NFL man guys are going to come in there guys are going to come out I don't, I don't know any of the availability or status nor would mm-hmm. I even talk about someone's 
injuries. Uh, But, I mean, everyone's got to be ready. And I think running is a perfect example of that. Uh, You know, rookie. I mean, I don't even know where he was in the depth chart, but at a moment's notice, hey, you got to go in there and no one cares if you're a rookie. No, I mean – same song and dance. Like when you're out there, you you you, you got to perform. Yeah, and I because last week, okay, you played a pretty good rush uh, in Minnesota. Now you got Trey Flowers in Detroit. For some reason, the Detroit Lions play you guys tough. So I know you hadn't broke down the film at the Chicago game yet, but what you can say about how feisty this Detroit team? This is the home opener, you know, won't have any fans. So it'll be different, but the focus of you guys, I thought, is amazing based upon how you leaders like you and Aaron and Zedarius and Mercedes Lewis, the younger guys got to lean on you guys to stay focused without seeing the fans. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it comes down to the focus, the intent, you know, why are we coming together on a Sunday, um, and understanding that, you know, this is a job, this is – a game and we have to perform and we need to play and we need to, we need to bring, you know, coach talks about, we need to bring our own energy. We have to, the moment yeah. the kickoff starts, we got to bring it with no fans in, in that uh, Lambeau field, the bulls be completely empty and we got to make sure that we're going. And I think, uh, you know, in football, like I've heard all the time, it always starts up front. We set, you know, they talk about the offense line setting the tone and uh, we really have to take it to heart this year. And I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, that opportunity, but yeah, I think you said it right about Detroit. Uh, that they, they do play us up. They are a tough football team. Um, they play hard. It's just they have a hard time getting over that hump of just winning. I mean, you even look at how they lost last week. I saw a, a clip of it. That's that's a heartbreaker. But you know that they're they're going to be mad about that. And then obviously, you know, a, a division rival. This is. This is a big game for them as well, and we got to make sure we keep stacking success. So we got to go one and zero this week. Time Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari, as we will every Tuesday at four thirty-five throughout the the remainder of the Packer football season. David, what about the the running backs on this team and the scheme that you guys are running? Obviously, last year, year one with uh, Jamal uh, and Aaron back there. Now you add AJ Dillon to that mix as well. Now you're running some jet sweeps and doing some different stuff. Talk about how this this run scheme has kind of evolved from where it was last year to where you are now. Um, it really is just mastering it, uh, getting all guys on the same page early and often uh, is key. And it really, when we're, when we're talking about that, we're not just talking about the offensive linemen and the running backs. We're talking about the tight ends, the wide receivers, and even the quarterback. Uh, the quarterback making sure that we're in the right run based on what the defense shows us. Uh, Obviously, offensive linemen hitting their aiming points, IDing it correctly, having the running backs running backs run the right aiming point, and then the big explosives come. Really, honestly, that they're from the wide receivers for us. You know, we can get the running back to the second level, but to, to spring the big ones, that's that's on the you know that's on our wide receivers, and we call them. And we really saw a big step from them on the second half of last year, and they kind of picked up right where they left off. And you know, we're excited that this running game is complex. Um, but it uh, it is very effective. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about, not necessarily pandemic, but can you talk a little bit about how it was to go to Minnesota, play in that place when it's normally a place that, that's pretty loud and, and now it's empty and, and the effects 
or maybe it wasn't an effect that it had on you guys, or maybe the weirdness of it all? Yeah, I, uh, a lot of people um, have asked, you know, what was the environment like, or wouldn't it be weird? And I would say uh, the best way I could describe it is almost like a, a it's a regular season game with a preseason atmosphere. So you have to get yourself up for a preseason game, knowing the implications of it are a regular season. But at the end of the day, at least in my perspective, when I went out in the field and it was time to play, uh, I didn't, I didn't really uh, notice much because even on away games, I'm not, I'm so narrow tunnel visioned in on what I have to do for that day that, you know, it doesn't matter how loud or how quiet the stadium is. I don't really pay attention to much or any of it. I would say the, really the biggest thing is just kind of hearing the roar of the of the fans and really the uh, and the um, momentum swings and that was only different. And it's kind of fun because you really can hear uh, both sides of uh, the line of scrimmage. And I think that is a, a interesting and fun dynamic. Did they push noise in there? Did they pipe noise in the back, background noise in there? Yeah. So th- th- they do a. Um, I believe it's like 70, 75, whatever decibels. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. I mean, right. it's pretty much they, they try to imitate them like crowd there. But I mean, it's, it's still fairly for how big the stadiums are we're playing in. It's pretty quiet. Okay, David, this is the last one. You will let you get going. Your answer is, I'm going to let my agent concentrate on that, and I'm going to concentrate on football. <laughs> Have you heard anything about your extension? Because I think the highest-paid left tackle gets about $23 million a year on a five-year deal, about $60 million guaranteed. Have you heard anything about that? Um, I mean, yeah, we've, we, I've, I've heard, and I'll say what I've said before. Um, nothing meaningful has been talked about. <laughs> so uh, for me, I'm, I'm going into my last year of my contract, and my goal is to make it the most memorable one I can um, and the best one. So that's that's how, how the only thing that I can do and I can control, and that's pretty much yeah. the most of the information I can give you guys at this point. Well, Gary wants you to buy him some Pappy's bourbon when you get that big contract. I just want a case of Sprite, and Steve wants you to buy him my new no, Brats. No, I don't. You don't, don't buy me anything. I just want you to announce that you're signing it on this show. I don't care about anything else. You, <laughs> you don't have to buy me I, anything. I'm, I'm easy like that. His wife, they yeah. can get a big house and have fun, man. You deserve it. Hey, but David, and, and but real quick, in all seriousness, because you've been in this business long enough, you've been around. I mean, you've seen guys you know come and go. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. you have. I mean. Listen, I mean, Clay Matthews was, a, you know, he's been there, had been there forever. I mean, they let him go. I mean, so sometimes it's the nature of the business. But I, I think you, you understand that and you got your head on straight and you just kind of, you're right. You just got to go play, do your thing. Right. Absolutely. I mean, uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it, obviously, on my end. I mean, um, I think from an outsider's perspective, people kind of get lost in the idea of, um, the the person behind the player, and it's like, well, why wouldn't you do this? When you when you're in the position of the player and also the organization, the organization wants to do what's best for the organization. The player wants to do what's best for the person. So then, it's trying to find that happy marriage in between both that both sides can decide that both sides can be happy on. And sometimes it's a match made in heaven, and sometimes it's not a perfect match. And that's 
the sad, harsh reality. And I just always just try to keep my uh, self grounded and understand that I do play a game, but it is a business. It is you a business. You were fourth round pick. You were no top overall pick. You deserve to be the highest paid left tackle <laughs> in the game. I, I, I don't get that. I, I mean, them just facts. Those are facts. That is correct. I yeah. agree with you, Leroy. Close David, thanks that, so yeah, much. That on that. Yep. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, David. Look forward thanks, to talking buddy. to you next week after you play the Lions. Congratulations. Hey, thank you, guys. Good to hear from you all again. Uh, yep. Can't wait to talk to you all next week on Tuesday. Sounds good. Right, Take sure. care. Go there go. he is. David Bakhtiari on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Is your passion on growing your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan and give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. He's going to either get the biggest contract ever, either from the Packers or somewhere else. But God ain't nothing but God. They're going to draft okay. a tackle in the first round. Uh, let's Not hear better from, than him. Let, I didn't say that. I didn't say they, he'd be better than him. I just, I'm, yeah, draft somebody like, and get your quarterback get knocked out every game. Like you... Get on me about being nervous about Giannis. I'm just as nervous about Bakhtiari getting an extension right now. Uh, Let's get an update from Mike Clements. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.